Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast presented by the Rubin Museum of Art. We are a museum in Chelsea, New York City that connects visitors to the art and ideas of the Himalayas and serves as a space for reflection and personal transformation. I'm your host, Dawn Eshelman. Every Monday, we present a meditation session inspired by a different artwork from the Rubin Museum's collection and led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly practice, currently held virtually. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of the related artwork. Our Mindfulness Meditation Podcast is presented in partnership with Sharon Salzberg and teachers from the New York Insight Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, and Parabola Magazine. And now, please enjoy your practice. Louis Dutin, that what comes in my mind as a two cents Tibetan Buddhist practitioner, um, you know, the, the word for karma. Um, and karma is something that our own action results from our own action. Um, so that can be from many past lifetime because Tibetan Buddhism or Buddhism believes in next life reincarnation. Um, so the karma even though you know there is certain action and then you face the causes and effect the condition but then if you do good things you know you can actually uh, try to get rid of the obscurations or the negative karmas too so that is fluid right like fluidity um, and the uh, art connection for today is this really brilliant um, treasure revealer called Jetun Nyingpo. Um, he's also addressed as Lama Jetun Nyingpo, which is a teacher um, from the 16th to the 17th century master. And uh, I'd like to share you that, you know, I'm so thrilled to be here to introduce this because um, having received uh, these great Nyingma teachings from my root teacher, His Holiness Pano Rinpoche, who is one of the greatest Nyingma masters of this century, who actually passed away in 2009. Um, I grew up receiving teachings and hearing so many of the treasure revealers, including Jason Himpo. And so um, I was so you know, excited to find out that, oh, this is the art object for today. And the other beautiful connection about Jason Himpo is that it turns out Jason Himpo is born in a place called Kongpo in Tibet. And guess what? Kongpo is where my mother was born. Um, but in 1959, when the communists took over Tibet and my mother was a teenager and you know, so many around 80,000 Tibetans along with the Dalai Lama crossed the Himalaya mountain on their foot and came into exile. And that's where I'm born and raised. So, you know, that's another connection that I have um, that I was excited to, um, you know, share. 
So the treasure revealers, the um, you know, the, there are treasures that has been um, hidden by the great uh, Padmasambhava, who brought Buddhism into Tibet in eighth century, um, and then along with his uh, consort Ishitoja Mandarava, they hid so many treasures in the skies, in the rocks, in the water, space, um, you know, and then treasure revealers were born different time to reveal the treasures to benefit beings during that period and onwards. And so these treasures, uh, you know, are um, revealed by the treasure revealers at certain time, and then it benefits, um, you know, the period and moving forwards. So that's a great example of um, uh, Jetson Himpo. You know, in the Tibetan Buddhism, uh, you know, even on Father's Day, I used to wish everyone, when I was giving tours on the galleries, I used to wish everyone happy, you know, um, no, not sorry, on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, I used to wish everyone, including men and everyone, happy Mother's Day. And then I explained, you know, in, in, in our, you know, we believe that, you know, everybody has been your mother in one single lifetime. You know, to treat everyone with respect and how you want to be treated, treat others like how you want to be treated. Um, that being said, you know, why it says is that, you know, that everyone has been your mother in one single lifetime is being born as a human, we believe that, you know, it takes many lifetimes to be reborn in this human form. You know, that you may have done something really, really great in many past lifetimes to be reborn in the human form. So it's called precious human rebirth. And so that connection to many lifetimes, that everyone has been your mother in one lifetime. So that connects to everybody as happy International Women's Day, right? And when I was, you know, sharing that, there was one person who was from San Francisco who's the uh, executive director of aging research something. And he said, wow, that is so interesting that everybody has been mother in one single lifetime in, Tib in Buddhism or Tibetan Buddhism. Because he said, because, you know, what I have heard, you know, found out from his research, he said, is that DNA comes from mother. Isn't that something? So I always say Buddhism is so science. So um, today, our teacher is Kimberly Brown. So wonderful to have you back, Kimberly. Um, Kimberly Brown is the executive director of Interdependence Project and a graduate of its uh, meditation teacher training program. Kimberly leads mindfulness and compassion classes, workshops, and retreats for groups and individuals in New York City. Uh, Kim studies American and Tibetan Buddhism and practices loving-kindness meditation. Her teaching methods integrate depth, psychology, compassion, training, and Buddhist techniques as a means to help everyone reconnect to their inherent clarity and openness. So please help me welcome Kimberly. Tashi, thank you for that beautiful introduction. And hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for being here. And take a moment to appreciate that you came here for yourself and that you're supporting your community. So as Tashi mentioned, you know, today, the theme for this month is fluidity. 
and it's corresponding with the Rubens year-long theme, the future is fluid. So we're looking at this amazing tanka of this great teacher, Jatsun Ninpo, and it said that he practiced in a cave for 17 years, that his mind was vast and wise. As mentioned, he lived in the 17th century, and he discovered or revealed these teachings. Now, these teachings were hidden in the 8th century by this teacher, Yeshi Shogel. I'm, I always mispronounce that, thank you, Yeshi Sogol. And she had planted them in the 8th century with the intention for future teachers to discover this at auspicious moments and reveal it to help everyone wake up, right? So this Lama discovered these hidden treasures. And there were two types of treasures. They call The, the Tibetan word is terma. And there are two types. There are actual artifacts, material objects, ritual objects, hidden in the earth, in the landscape, to be discovered. And then there were uh, teachings. And these teachings are called, translated in English often as intention treasures. And the intention treasures are revealed in someone's mind, right? And this lama, uh, you can see, her treasures were revealed in his mind, and he wrote them down right, so he could share them. So in a certain way, it's possible, I think, for us to consider this as an important metaphor for our own practice. Okay? As we practice, we are cultivating our own intention treasures that will be revealed to us in the future. The present is determined, what's happening right now is determined by countless conditions and causes from the past, okay? In our own lives, this is our own actions, our own thoughts and words and uh, speech and behaviors, and also uh, the conditions in which we live, right? So all of that creates the present. And then our present moment actions create the future. So what that means is that the future cannot be determined or fixed. It relies upon previous causes and conditions to arise. That means we can create conditions in which auspiciousness is revealed in our own lives, and our own mind. Now, these intention treasures we can cultivate right now for the future through our practice, our meditation, uh, our dharma practice. And by dharma practice, I mean our formal sitting meditation, but also our each action that we are orienting, that we are choosing to orient in a way that is beneficial to ourselves and each other, and that is not harming to ourselves and each other. And through these practices, we can start to manifest our intentions, our treasure intentions. 
when I was thinking about this idea of the future not being determined, you know, more or less, I think we all understand that. And yet, there's also a sense that each one of us are very fixed personalities, selves, individuals, right? There's an idea of, you know, oh my God, I've always been this way. I'm never going to change. She's been like that since she was a child. My mom's always been difficult. She always will be. Okay. And yet that's, that is a complete misperception because there is no fixed Kim, for example, like a little Kim that's in my head and I could, you know, maybe extract her and put her on a table, impermanent, unchanging, right? That's not how it works. Everything that's arising in me is a result of past causes and conditions, right? So we can start to see how what we said in the present can help determine our future. And in fact, probably, you I think many of you have been coming here quite a bit, and in the Buddhist tradition, you'll often hear people say, we are planting seeds that will ripen in the future. You'll hear things like the fruits of your practice. And that's all pointing to how we can begin to cultivate in the present moment actions that have outcomes that are beneficial to ourselves and each other in the future. There's a neuroscientist, Richard Davidson, and he studies certain qualities qualities like compassion and kindness and lovingness and wisdom. And although many of us have an idea that someone like His Holiness the Dalai Lama is just born that way, so kind and loving, or you'll meet someone and think, wow, they're just so patient. That's just how they are, right? Or you might have a good friend who's very compassionate. Oh, They've always been that way, okay? Now, Richard Davidson and his research has noticed that these qualities are inherent in each one of us. Each one of us can cultivate them, okay? What he's found is that they're a lot like language in that each person has the ability to speak language when they're born, and it needs to be fostered, right, and developed, helped with their environment. So each one of us can do that too. Again, the future is not fixed. If you are ever lucky enough to have a teachings with the Dalai Lama, he's usually here once a year. He has a, usually has a big teaching, lots of people come out, and he will often say to you, people think, oh, he, you know, I, I know how to do this. I'm so wise and smart because I'm the Dalai Lama but it's the result of 60-something years of teaching, or years of study, right? 60 or 70 years of study. And if each one of us did that, we can also cultivate and develop our minds too. So last year I was lucky enough to have a teaching with a Tibetan teacher named Thai Situ Rinpoche. He doesn't come to the West a lot, And the teaching he wanted us all to really take in 
was that he said Western people don't understand what a miracle is. It was really important to him. He said a miracle is simply something that was once impossible, and now it's possible. That's all it is. And he wanted us to understand that because through our thoughts, our words, our actions, we can create different conditions, different possibilities, and we have powerful and valuable lives to bring about changes, to not have a fixed future, and to consider everything that's possible for us. So let's sit together. Let's cultivate our own intention treasures today. I encourage you, if you are someone who uh, usually keeps your eyes closed, I encourage you to keep your eyes open. If you're someone who usually keeps your eyes open during meditation, then go ahead and close them. Okay? With your opened eyes, you can uh, softly gaze at the chair back in front of you. So go ahead and don't meditate. Don't not meditate. Just letting yourself settle in here. You've just walked in from a storm. You may be wondering what it's like outside. You might be remembering something you have to do. Just noticing that, feeling your feet. Bringing your attention to your seat and your belly. Feeling your shoulder blades and the back of your head, allowing sound to enter your ears. Taking a moment to um, remember why you're here, what your intention is. Meditating together, coming to this community each week. Take a moment to appreciate that. Noticing where your mind is, gently feeling your feet and your seat and your belly. Bringing your attention to the center of your chest. Noticing that you're breathing. You can go ahead and take a few conscious deep breaths. And placing your attention on your breath. You don't have to change it. Just being with it. Allowing it.
noticing where your mind is. If you strayed from your breath, gently returning. Noticing where your mind is, if thoughts arise, you can consider them as clouds in a sky, right? And like the sky, uh, your mind doesn't have to cling to those thoughts, doesn't have to push them away, just allowing them to come and go, bringing your attention to your breath.
if you're telling a story or remembering or planning, just noticing that. Bringing your attention back to your breath, to this moment. That's the practice. Taking a moment to reinforce our intention. May I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May my friends and family, may you be safe. 
May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May everyone in this room, may we be safe. May we be free from the causes of suffering and suffering. May my enemies be safe. May they be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May all beings everywhere be safe. May we be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. Bringing your attention to your feet, your seat, your belly. Allowing sound to enter your ears. In a moment, I will invite the bell to ring. Uh, please stay still until you can no longer hear it, at which time, if you'd like, you can uh, join me in offering a bow to yourself for your practice today. Thank you, everyone. That concludes this week's practice. If you would like to support the Rubin and this meditation series, we invite you to become a member of the Rubin. Thank you for listening. Have a mindful day.